Reactions to Our Flag Means Death Season 2 have been pretty universally positive. But what is it about this charming romantic pirate comedy that audiences love so much? Today, we're unpacking the show's deeper messages, taking a look at why the show works so well, and exploring where a possible Season 3 could take our favorite pirates. People have been enthralled by tales of pirates for eons, swashbuckling rogues going against the grain and playing by their own rules to gain fame and fortune have captured the minds of audiences since the times when they were still sailing the high seas. So it comes as no surprise that Our Flag Means Death has cultivated its own cult following. But what is surprising is the way the show flips old tropes on their heads and creates its own radical new narratives. Well, the first two are like very, very talented pirates. The Badger's Knackers. Well, I have no idea who the last bloke is. Pirates in the media are often shown to be fearsome and cunning. And while that's true for some of Our Flag's pirates, with most of the crew, we see quite the opposite. Blackbeard is, for the most part, the tough and ruthless pirate captain we imagine. But Steed Bonnet and the crew of the Revenge are not so much. Why is that ship so big? But it's this exact will to continue on in the defiance of the odds, or it often seems, much lack of pirating skill that makes this dysfunctional pirate crew so special. They bring a human and comedic element to the pirate mythos that connects to the rebellious misfit inside all of us. I've been a failure my whole life. It's not so bad once you get used to it. Things have a, a way of working out. At least for me. And importantly, we meet these characters as their beginning journeys of self-discovery. Even Blackbeard, already renowned and feared the world over, isn't at the end of his story, but the start of a very new chapter. It's within these stories of personal growth that our flag's heart of gold shines through. What if it's not a dare? What if life just begins again? We're going to dive into the end of season two and what it means for everyone in just a moment. But first, let's take a look at what led up to that point and why it's made everyone love the show so much. Steed Bonnet has made some big strides since we first met him in season one. The bored rich guy who longed for more out of life has indeed created a life of adventure for himself and even found real love. The show began by paralleling Steed's story with that of Pinocchio, as he reads about the doll becoming a real boy while simultaneously beginning his own journey to becoming a real pirate. Some men are born to be pirate captains. Others learn on the job. But it was never a straight line from point A to point B. No amount of money or charm or fancy clothes could buy him the life he really wanted. Instead of forcing him to hide away his true self and put on a steely facade like many stories would have, however, Steed is allowed to travel down this road of personal growth without being made to give up or snuff out the sparkling core of who he is. And this is a crucial element of all of Our Flag Means Death's stories, that becoming who you're meant to be means embracing all all of the things that make you, you. You're a damn fine pirate. Really? Anything in particular you like about my school set? Hey, let's not do this. She said enough, take the compliment with Grace. Steed's foil, the sniveling minor prince Richard Ricky Baines, provides us an example of the way trying to build a personal brand around who you think you should be, without actually being willing to work for it, can backfire. Ricky is obsessed with Steed's story of leaving his life behind for the pirate world and attempts to follow in his footsteps. But instead of making the effort to truly embrace the pirate life, he instead looks for shortcuts to success. His attempts to bypass the personal growth and 
drudgery led him not to glory, but to losing his nose, recalling the saying that someone like Ricky would cut off their own nose to spite their face, and instead crawling back to the world he attempted to leave behind, and then working to keep anyone from trying to live the free pirate life. While Steed's journey certainly has its bumps and bruises, going through it all is worth it because it leads him to a life in which he feels truly happy. Ed Teach, aka Blackbeard, is already a legendary pirate when we meet him, and given how much one must toil to build that kind of name for themselves, you'd think he'd be content with his station. But his reputation has in fact made life feel too easy. He doesn't even really have to be fearsome anymore because people are already so afraid. This leads him to questioning what he really wants out of life, and is also what sparks his fascination with Steed. Seeing someone so boldly bumbling their way into new unknowns is enticing. You're a lunatic and I like it. In Ed, we also get a clear example of one of the show's other key themes, the way toxic masculinity leads to pain. In his quest to fit into the societally accepted box of ideal masculinity, Ed had to repress the softer sides of himself and bury his trauma deep within the recesses of his soul. His relationship with Steed began to help him overcome this, but then, when things fell apart at the end of season one, Ed tucked away those gentler parts of himself and shuttered up his heart. In an attempt to numb and avoid dealing with his pain, he turned back into the worst, most toxic version of himself, going so far as to murder innocent people for gold he didn't even really want or need. It's not until midway through season two, when Ed and Steed reunite and begin talking openly about their true feelings and what they want out of their relationship and life, that he's able to start truly leaving his toxic masculinity behind. But the show also made sure not to just let him off the hook that easily. He doesn't just get to treat everyone horribly for all of that time, and then turn around and say, oopsies, just kidding. He has to sincerely apologize, and actually apologize with an I'm sorry and all, and really work on himself to be forgiven by the community he hurt. The words I'm sorry were never mentioned. Did anyone else clock that? I've never heard an apology before, so to me it was amazing. Oh, the bar is on the floor. The found family formed by this band of misfits is the true bedrock of the entire show. The crew are so relatable because they aren't perfect, and must try and try again to achieve their goals, and sometimes still don't quite manage it, but are critically always there for one another along the journey, or at least always manage to come back to one another. If someone returns from the raid mentally devastated, we talk it through as a... Because that's what we do here on The Revenge! What's really important isn't a quest for glory or an attempt to mold oneself into something new, but in fact the ability to find a place that one can be themselves, and if you can't find that place, creating it. Every member of the crew knows what it's like to be rejected, by those close to them and by society at large, and so also understand the importance of acceptance. And we see how being in a community that feels safe, and like it truly respects you, allows the freedom to share all of yourself. In that same vein, another crucial aspect of the show is learning to be unafraid in love as well. I'd call those things love. I hope you find that. I think I have. What's her name? Ed. His name is Ed. Where most pirate stories from history focus on murder and pillaging, the main thread that holds our flag together is actually romance. And not just the swashbuckling pirate saves damsel or steals damsel or has a lady in every port type of romance one might expect. One thing that drew so many fans to the show is the way it proudly showcases queer love stories. Yeah, I'll get it. 
Oh, what the hell is this happening? Not relegated just to background characters who don't actually interact but are implied to be gay in a press release, or side characters who only exist to die for dramatic tension. On Our Flag, we get to see a variety of queer relationships across the LGBTQ spectrum, including with the main characters. You make Steve happy. These relationships are properly fleshed out and developed over time, and given the space to grow in an organic, beautiful way. The show is wonderfully unashamed about its queer elements, from the relationships to smaller details like hanging pride flags in an 18th century pirate market. You may now slash each other's faces! Or kiss or something if you're not into tradition. I we think can kick. Okay. Yeah, correct. The show is also unafraid to break from stereotypical relationship conventions, from Spanish Jackie's 20 husbands to the love triangle turned polycule. And importantly, all of the queer relationships are allowed to feel lived in and sincere, not just like things that the writers are throwing in for drama or just to bait the audience. As Jess Joho noted in her piece for Mashable, it seems like the writers were very aware of the problem of shows attempting to court a queer audience and then pulling the rug out from under them, writing, it's obvious at least one person in the writer's room was very aware of just how much baggage courting this underrepresented demographic came with, as an audience so often left in the margins of a fan board. And that bizarre little man over there likes you very much. And you like him. Our flag's decision to double down on showing deep, genuine queer love across ages and genders in the second season has made the show even more beloved by fans. It's good to see that it's not just the ship that has been well and truly Whereas season one ended with heartache and a cliffhanger, season two concluded with several clear pledges to togetherness. The finale wasn't without its own twinge of sadness, as mean first mate turned beloved crew member Izzy succumbs to a battle wound and is laid to rest. But the main focus of the last episode of this season is the joining of forces. Lucius and Black Pete's wedding is a joyous moment, and it's also based on a real-life type of contract that existed during this era, in which sailor couples would essentially enter into a civil union, agreeing to care for and defend one another and share their incomes and property. As you might expect, many historians often hand-wave away the idea that these could have possibly been romantic unions. But thankfully, Our Flag has been unapologetic about showing the depth of Lucius and Pete's love for one another. Steed and Ed make their own kind of vows too, as they decide to leave the pirate life behind and start a new journey together, opening an inn. Jesus, what is that smell? Smells of the future to me. After two seasons of relationship trials and tribulations, it's incredibly rewarding to finally get to see this pair have the opportunity to settle down and devote themselves to each other and their love. Of course, this doesn't mean things are now going to be perfect for them. As show creator David Jenkins told EW, I just wanted to leave Steed and Blackbeard in a good place. Instead of seeing them get punished for following each other, I wanted to see a moment where they're all right. And it is just a moment. I think a relationship is going to take a lot of work for them. Ed and Steed deciding to take a new course in life also led to the start of a new adventure for the rest of the crew too, as they decided to rejoin forces on the revenge, this time under Captain Frenchie. Beware of the new revenge, dog! 
While season three hasn't been confirmed yet, Jenkins said, we have a lot of ideas for a third season, and there's a lot more story to tell. So we're hoping that we will get to see at least one more adventure with all of our favorite pirates. It would be great to see Ed and Steed deal with the part of relationships we don't see as often on screen. The, well, relationship part. Stories often hinge on the rush of getting together or the drama of breaking up. But just seeing two people who love each other work to keep their relationship alive in the long term would be a great turn for our flag to take. The show touched on the work required to keep the spark going with Mary and Annie. You hope for each other now, but eventually your charms will lose impact and become annoyances. Fun and games are all that's left. And seeing how Ed and Steed continue to find ways to help one another grow and strengthen their relationship could be an interesting narrative of its own for the third season. This would also likely mean grappling with both men having to fight off their own tendencies to run, not just from pain, but from boredom. The show began with both Steed and Ed looking to leave their dull lives behind for something more exciting. And long-term relationships can start to feel routine and lose their fire, so the pair will have to work together to keep the spark alive. Whatever happens, we're sure that they won't be able to give up the thrill of the pirate life for long. So maybe they'll be hiring an innkeeper and heading right back out to join the revenge crew on a whole new set of adventures. The flag's supposed to be scary. Yeah, cats are terrifying. Everyone knows that. Because they're witches. They got knives in their feet. That's the take. Click here to watch the video we think you'll love, or here to check out a whole playlist of awesome content. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications.